0: I want to see the kind of industries that are opening up. This is Local Biz Now with Joe Vagnone, where your business matters. Local Biz Now. You have to determine what is working, what isn't working. Joe Vagnone is a respected business broker, helping individuals buy and sell businesses. Joe has successfully owned and operated many companies in a variety of industries. This is Local Biz Now. Because your business matters. And this is Local Biz Now. You are listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. We're coming to you live from the brand new Burner Cigar Studio, home of the finest premium cigars and cigar smokers in the world, great people, Premium cigars, life is good at Burner Cigars in Burkdale. Go on by there, tell them that Joe sent you, and uh, your first cigar is on me. Thank you all at uh, Burners for listening. We really do appreciate it. We hope to, every Monday afternoon, inspire, inform, and entertain you, because that's what we do at News Talk WSIC. This is 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. I am Joe Vagnone, and you are listening to Local Biz now, we've been doing this going on strong over 10 years live. We have well over 850 small business owners and community leaders that we have interviewed and well over 575 videos on my brand new sexy YouTube channel. Go to Joe Vagnone Business Broker. Go to Joe Vagnone Business Broker on the tubes, and you can see all of these videos. there broken out into different subjects and titles and that sort of stuff. A lot of great information. And we would appreciate if you'd subscribe to our channel. We would appreciate it. Joe Vagnone, business broker. We would appreciate that. We're also live on the book, live on the tubes, live on the T, live on some kind of podcasting. Some I'm not quite sure what any of that is. Um, but anyways, that's Joe Talk for Facebook Live, uh, YouTube Live, and um All the rest of them, we thank you so much for listening. As you know, every week we have a different co-host, and we have the same co-host for the entire month. And uh, this month it is Chuck Cooper. Chuck is the founder of Whitewater Consulting, and he is the author of Unprecedented. If you're on the tubes right now or the book right now, I am holding his book up. It is an exceptional book on HR-related stuff. It's really good. He's done a nice job with that book. Chuck is not here. Now, normally I make fun of people that stand me up, you understand? It's kind of my thing, right? You know, how dare you stand up the host of local biz now. But in this case he is sick. He did call me apologize twice. He begged me not to make fun of him. So, I'm not going to make fun of him. But but I but I really want to. Anyway, Chuck, I hope you get better, buddy. Uh, he is still the co-host. Matter of fact, I got a feeling the show's probably going to be better without it. Why? You know, I didn't mean to make fun of him. Let me take that back. Let me take that back. This show would be a little bit better if Chuck was here because I could pick on him in person. Uh, Chuck, hope you get better, buddy. Thank you so much um, for you being with us the entire month. We really do appreciate that. But because Chuck is not here. We're going to change things up a little bit, and I'm going to bring our guest on early. It just so happens that our guest is an exceptional dude, and I'm positive he'll be able to carry the load and help us throughout our show. And uh, let me introduce, currently, John Matthews. John is here, and he is live on on the uh, Zoom. John, can, can you hear me okay, buddy? I can, Joe. I can hear you great. Hey, John, thank you so much for doing this. Before we get started, you are the president and CEO of Gray Cat Enterprises. Tell everybody exactly what that is.
1: Well, Gray Cat, I'm a management consultant, and believe it or not, I'm coming up to 20 years uh, doing this after my corporate uh, experiences that I had Um I do three things. I do senior project management. So think of it as a a company needs a vice president to come in and just manage a big project. I do that. I do strategic planning for large companies, but I also do strategic planning for smaller companies that want to get big. And then uh, really the third thing I do, and this has been kind of popping up in the last seven or eight years, and it's been kind of exciting is I'm an interim executive manager. So a company Maybe it goes out and buys a division. They don't have anyone to run it. And they they call me and they say, John, can you run this for three months or six months or you know, in some cases, three years, where I do that on an interim basis. Um, and that's that's exciting because you're kind of yeah. walking into something that you gotta well, you gotta figure it out on the fly.
0: You kinda hit on why you intrigued me. Now, I don't know how we met. We've never met before. This is the first time we're meeting. Um, right. Somewhere I saw your information and I told Julie and, and just and just so you know, John, because you don't know me. Julie's been with me about nine and a half years. I call her my company factotum. I, I got that <laughs> from one of my favorite movies called Well, What are you nodding about? Julie is my company factotum. And I got that from one of my favorite movies, uh, School of Rock, with a little girl, know-it-all. you know That's my Julie. And everybody needs a Julie. So I right. sent your information to Julie, and I said, hey, check him out. Tell me what you think. It took her less than about 20 minutes. She immediately sent me back, said, absolutely, he would be dynamite. Um, so you and I are getting to know each other right now, right. Uh, live on the interview. One of the things I, I think I liked about your profile was that I can tell you're a guy that gets big business and can connect it to small business. That's not easy to do, right? That, that relationship and that change. Talk a little bit about the differences between those.
1: Well, you know, and I think Joe, the the reason why I was able to do that is you know I spent a lot of years at Little Caesars, which is a franchise organization. It's a huge company, but you're still talking to individual franchisees, and that's their business. They don't really care about the politics of a large company. They just care about can I serve pizza in a three mile radius around their location? And the same thing at Jimmy Johns when I was the president of Jimmy Johns, you're you're again, you're you're supporting a large company with a lot of goals. But ultimately, it comes down to that individual franchisee that might have one, maybe three locations, and that's their company. And so I had, I spent many years in that environment where I had to translate what was being said at the executive level down to the individual store owner. And so I've just applied that to what I do at Greycalf for the last 20 years.
0: And, and. Your profile says that, right? So so I got that. I, I really understood that. And so there's a lot of people listening and that will listen to once we turn this into a Into a video that we really appreciate your background. Uh, So before we dig into some of that stuff, you because you flippantly talked to yourself about being a president and CEO of Jimmy Dons and and flippantly talked about you know running the pizza business. Let's go back and talk a little bit about that, right? So kind of give us a little bit of your personal history because some of the stuff you've done. Some people will never do, right? And they always wonder how that guy get to be the man, right? So kind, kind, of, <laughs> walk, yeah, kind of walk us through the, the background. Uh, and just so you know, we've only got about a minute, so get started, but then we'll we'll pick it up after the break. Well, I'll do
1: the Little Caesars one, because the Little Caesars one to me is kind of interesting, because I started as a manager trainee in, in a store. That's what I was. And um, when I started with them, in five years, they added about 3,700 locations. And so if you do the math real quick, they, we opened up like a store and a half a day. And I was in the right place at the right time. And I worked really hard. And when I uh, put myself in that position, I got promoted. I became a store manager. And then I got into Let's, operations. I,
0: I, I, I'm sorry. I got to take a break. We come yep. back. We're going to pick yep. that up. right place, right time is what I heard, my friend. Yep. We're we're talking to John Matthews. He's CEO of Gray Cat Enterprise. This is Local Biz Now. We'll be right back.
1: Now more Local Biz Now with Joe Bagnone on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here.
0: You are listening to the number one talk business in North Carolina. This is live local biz. Now I am Joe Vagnone. If it's Monday afternoon and WSIC, your business matters. And we're always talking with somebody intriguing and interesting. And uh, I'm talking with John Matthews. He's the CEO of Gray Cat Enterprises. John, again, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you you, uh, coming on the show. So we were talking on the break. I met you through LinkedIn. Um, and um, your profile just intrigued me, right? And it seemed like you had this big business, small business connection. And before the break, we were talking about that. And you started at Little Caesars, and you said, I was at the right place at the right time. So the company was really growing at that time. Pick it up from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, the company just went through the roof and I got into marketing and I became a community marketing rep. I had like 30 locations and then I became a marketing manager where I had 60 and then I became a regional marketing guy. And by, you know, five years into my career, I was the national marketing director and I had 1600 locations and 35 markets throughout the United States. Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you the guy that came up with pizza, pizza, pizza? Did you come up with that? (laughs)
1: Only if you're a cute girl sitting at the <laughs> plane, then I, I say that. <laughs> I wish, I wish I could uh, take credit. How
0: did? That. I've always wondered how you come up with that. How did? How did that happen? That was Mister Ill-
1: the the little seizure was owned by the Illich family, and Mister Illich back in the day. Um, he, he was such a involved entrepreneur. He came up with a pizza pizza and, and that's the thing that stuck. I don't know when it was, it had to be in the late seventies. I think right, it was. Right. Um, cause I grew up, I grew up in Detroit, so I grew up with little Caesars. I played on a little Caesars baseball team when I was 16 years old. And so I always had an affinity for little Caesars. And so when I had an opportunity to work there, it was like, you know, the perfect situation.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so Little Caesars, you, you, you went through the ranks and, and end up being the national marketing person. Take it from there.
1: Then I went over to the convenience store world, uh, in, in Chicago. Little Caesars wanted me to move back to Detroit. I was based in Chicago, uh, the later part of my career with them, and I didn't want to move back to Detroit. So, who I, does? I landed with it. Yeah. <laughs> I landed with a, a huge, uh, Convenience store chain um, in Chicago, we were a $3 billion chain and uh, had 1,400 locations. And that's really a lot of the things I do at Great Cat, I learned at Clark. And it was Clark Retail Enterprises because I was the head of five different divisions there. Um, I was the head of the capital committee. I was the head of the IT committee. I was the head of real estate, facilities management, marketing, merchandising. And my you know my merchandising division was $900 million a year. So it was a pretty big time role, and I was in my mid-30s at the time, and I learned a ton at Clark, and I owe the CEO and CEO a lot of credit for you know throwing me into the abyss, so to speak.
0: Well, why do you think they, because uh, I hear this a lot, what makes a, a person like those guys, those president and CEOs, give somebody like you that opportunity? Because clearly you weren't skilled in all of those areas what what makes Correct. them say go on you you're in charge take care of it
1: well it, joe it really came down to when they gave me facilities um i was shocked i thought they were pulling me into the office to fire me for some reason and they said <laughs> john do we think you're doing a great job we're going to give you facilities which is you know construction and procurement and you know repair and maintenance and capital management and i go you know, what the F do I know about that? That was my <laughs> first response to them. That That is a legitimate quote. I, I told them I didn't know. They go, you know what? We've seen you manage stuff that no one seems to understand. You get from A to Z. You can manage those projects. Uh, you'll do a great job. And they said, you're a smart guy. You'll figure it out. And that's See, what you, you did.
0: You just, you just figured yeah. it out. I figured it out. So, so take me from there because I'm looking at your bio and it says president of Jimmy John's. Uh, walk, me, walk me through how that happened.
1: Yeah, I, I was approached by Jimmy John's and they were at a point where they wanted to have more of a professional president. Um, someone had been around the block, been involved with franchise, been around, uh, uh, along with uh, the food service industry and was used to high scale growth, scaling and what have you. Um, so they brought me in. I just didn't get along with Jimmy himself, and we were like, you know, it was just a well, bad you
0: know, all of us entrepreneurs, yeah. we're we're painful to work for. There's no question about <laughs> yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the Illich family was the exception. I got along famously with them, and I still stay in touch with Chris, who runs the whole thing.
0: Yeah, but that's because so, you were a young fellow back then, right? You were you, Probably. You were...
1: <laughs> probably. Probably, and he was a young guy, too. I think I'm two years older than
0: he was. So. He so didn't know better back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so let's talk about the three areas in which, which you are quite skilled in, right? Um, and, and when people are listening, I do mean skilled in a way that you can – you can scale it up, or you can scale this down, and I think that's what's so impressive about your about your background. So, in term executive leadership, there are so many business people out there that think they're leading well, and they don't realize they really have a a uh, company culture that is really working against them. Can you talk a little bit about what 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 you uh, see in, in that regard?
1: Yeah, Joe, and here's kind of the interesting thing is I I get asked to do this and it's rarely a situation where they say run this division or run this uh, company that's working really well. I'm always going into issues. I'm going into someone just got fired. Um, There's a, you know, Sales are down, expenses are up, or what have you, and in a so, so, you, of, so
0: you go into what is almost always some kind of problematic issue. situation.
1: Yep, and in a, a lot of it involves the culture is bad, and so I, you know, in most cases, you get maybe a hundred days if you're an employee to kind of win people over. In my case, I got to win them over in a week, and I got to I got to get them kind of on board. Do you believe me, and, and will you? You know, work with me to, to make these things better and and then start exposing them to some of the things that I've learned on how you would run a big company and bring that down to the level of the division that I'm working at and try to build goodwill with them and get them behind me. and And if they can do that, then it's awesome. And I'm, it's worked well so, thus far. I've done that nine times. Now,
0: I'm, so. I'm curious. Do you go in and hand them your profile and say, look, I'm the man and I can do this? How, how, do you, how does that conversation I, start? I,
1: actually, it's, it's just the opposite. I go in and say, hey, I'm a temporary guy. I'm not going to be here uh, more than what you need me. I'm here to create a collaborative environment and have your culture kind of take it after I leave. It isn't about me being the man or anything like that. I'd I'd rather have them um, own it uh, kind of moving forward. And I've got some examples where, you know, I stopped running a division in Seattle about four years ago, and they're still calling me, asking me to help them get through an issue that they have, even though I'm not on the clock anymore with them. Uh, But I've just established that type type of rapport and relationship with them.
0: Because I got to tell you something, more and more, that is the challenge of why people cannot grow to the level that the business model they've created, it could sustain more, but the owners just don't, they they don't have to get out of their way. So the first thing they got to do is know that they need somebody like you. Is that a fair statement?
1: Yeah, it is. And, you know, sometimes it's like... The Seattle division I referenced was losing six figures when I got out there. And when I left three years later, they were making seven figures. And we really didn't change a whole heck of a lot other than the fact that I got everyone kind of going in the same direction. And it was all about that. Right. And um, so. You
0: you can imagine a lot of my background is retail related, small business people. Um, And so I noticed that your uh, retail quick service restaurant and convenience store expertise, clearly your background lens to that as well. I cannot think of a more challenging time to be trying to run retail than right now. the, The challenges are just unbelievable. Talk a little bit about some of the challenges you've been running into helping some retailers in this environment.
1: Yeah, labor, labor, obviously, is the the biggest issue, you know, trying to find people who want to work um, who um, that you can afford to pay a decent wage, but not too much that you can't make any money as the business owner. So there's a real balance there. And, and Joe, you're right. During COVID, you know, a lot of things obviously shut down with retail. And I took the time actually to put together an online um, service. It's on my website. If you go there, it's called the Gray Cat Learning Series. And I've got 12 online courses that talk specifically about how to improve your operation in retail. And then some of them are, go beyond retail, but the majority of them are based around retail. So if you want to learn how do I save more money on my PL, there's a there's a course there. I'm not here to necessarily promote it. but Promote it, baby. There, there promote it.
0: Two. Sell it. Sell it. Say it again. How, how can they reach yeah. that? Where's that at?
1: So they go to the website, the Grey Cat website. There's a tab at the top called the Grey Cat Learning Series, and there's a dozen online courses from you know operational excellence to P and L to local store marketing to uh, key performance indicators. So hey, if, if I don't know anything about how to operate my business from an expense standpoint, maybe I should take this P and L course, this profit and loss course, or I want to improve my marketing. You know, here's a local marketing course I can take. And they're 25 to 50 minutes long, so it's not something that's too bad and you're going to pick up a lot of ideas. And you know, they're recorded so you can watch them at your leisure.
0: So, we've only got a minute. Now you do know I mean minute, right? Um, <laughs> okay. what's the difference? Why is there a difference at Chick-fil-A and pick another uh, franchise, what makes them able to provide that level of service?
1: It's operational excellence. That's it's what it comes down to. It's having a, a process for every uh, action that you're going to have in the, in the unit and knowing what it is. Jimmy John's was a master at that. It was very operationally sound. Uh, Chick-fil-A is the same way. There isn't anything that's left to chance. And it's as simple as that. You can either go in there and just kind of fake it, or you can go in there and say, I'm going to do these 14 things today. And if I do, I'm going to execute well, and the customer will keep on coming back.
0: So, John, give them your website one more time.
1: GrayCatEnterprises.com. That's G-R-A-Y-CatEnterprises.com. And the learning series is on that tab at the top.
0: Uh, You are talking to uh, John Matthews, the CEO of Gray Cat Enterprises, and uh, we're going to dig in some more to this uh, master at uh, helping all of us manage and consult our businesses. We'll be right back. Now back to Local Biz Now with your host, Joe Bagnone on 105.9, 100.7
1: WSIC. Local starts here.
0: Yeah, Welcome to the number one live business show in North Carolina. We've been doing this strong for well over 10 years. We hope to inspire, inform, and entertain you, because that's what we do here at News Talk WSIC. 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. If it is Monday afternoon, your business Matters, And we are here talking with John Matthews. He's the CEO of Gray Cat Enterprises. We're going to get right back to that conversation. But first, Wilton, fire it up.
1: Hey there, it's Josh Johnson. And as a firefighter, I know how to keep cool under pressure. But when it's time to unwind, I head to Burner Cigar. For up your show time with our handpicked selection, because we all need a moment to enjoy life.
0: And that was Josh. He is my uh, friend. He is the sponsor of the studio Burner Cigar in Burkdale. Please go by there. Check him out. And um, your first cigar is on me. Uh, just tell them that you heard it on WSIC and they will take care of you. Burner Cigar in Burkdale. There is not a cigar made that they cannot get you. And I bet you they already have it in their large selection of humidor that's already there. And uh, all of you people out there thinking about what to get your spouse, I can assure you a delicious, tasty cigar would be perfect. Burner Cigar. Thank you so much, Josh. We appreciate your support. This is Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone, where your business Matters. We are continuing to talk with John Matthew, CEO of Gray Cat Enterprises. John, my friend, thank you so much for doing this. I, you and I somehow tripped on each other at LinkedIn. I am so glad we did that, buddy. Um, I think you can see why you intrigued me because your your story fits well within what it is we do. Well, I, the, the third thing I want to talk about, I know very little about. Right? It's senior level project management. What is that? What what does that look like?
1: Well, think about it this way. A large company has a number of projects and they only have X amount of people and time to put towards it. And they're going, how do we get this project done? We've got a capital budget that we want to put towards it. Is there anyone out there that can help us? And I get hired to do that because I can kind of hit the ground running because I've had various uh, you know experiences at at my corporate role as well as all the clients i maintain at Graycat, and so it'd be yeah i i'll give you one example one company came to me and said hey we want to do a whole bunch of remodels for all of our stores that include you know raise and rebuilds uh, new to industry new builds that we'll do remodels uh, refinements to the store We'll give you a $30 million capital budget. Here's a list of locations. Go out and hire a bunch of consultants to help you work with the internal team as well. And let's put forth a strategy around how we're going to execute this over the next two to five years. And so I I become the quarterback. And with my background in facilities, my background in marketing, my background in operations, my background in marketing, I can talk to all the parties that have to be involved in order to design, develop, and implement a store or a store of the future.
0: And clearly, that's why I wouldn't understand that, because it really is for the larger client, correct?
1: It's for the larger clients, correct.
0: So what is, if, if, if there's somebody listening right now, what is a good buyer profile look like for you? What What's a good client profile look like for you? Uh, they're
1: probably a company that's going to grow dramatically. Um, They may have 10 locations and they don't want to get the 50. And that may not seem like the Little Caesars growth of a store in a half a day, but that's a big system change for for a company. It could be a guy who has two locations and wants to get the 10. That's not easy to do. You have to think differently to be able to uh, hire the right people that are going to be able to scale with you. Um, I just finished a, a consulting gig for an automotive repair Uh, company and they had 30 locations when I started. and We were scaling up to about 70 locations. That's a big change in their organization. You got to have different, perhaps different people or different skill sets to be able to execute uh, that kind of going forward. So any company that is looking to scale, be it from one store to 10 stores or 20 to 100, is where they can probably benefit from my background.
0: And and let's face it, the, the truth is, we've never done that before, right? I, I mean, not everybody has your kind of background. You know? yeah.
1: Well, well, I was lucky. When I was at Jimmy John's, we doubled the the uh, the organization. When I was at Little Caesars, we went from thirteen hundred to five thousand locations. At Clark, we added five hundred stores through acquisitions in two and a half years. So I've been around the organic growth where you're building stores. I've been around the acquisition growth, been involved with franchise organizations, company op organizations, dealer op organizations. So there really isn't an operating model that I haven't been exposed to in in both corporate and for gray cat, as well as the kind of scale and the way you grow either through acquisition or organically.
0: Uh, So, I went to your website. I really liked your your website. You, You you wrote something. It's your strategic corporate communications. I want to go over some of this stuff because so many small business people they flippantly do these things. Right? They they miss that you should have a plan of action for this. It, not only is it branding, but it really is how not only are you creating the culture, but you're expressing that culture inside and outside of a company, right? And I think you did a really nice job of bullet pointing this. And all of my listeners know I really like bullet points, right? So so, <laughs> so let's kind, if you don't mind, let's kind of go over some of these.
1: Okay. Yeah, let me give you an example. I think it would be very okay. helpful to understand because I'm a small business operator right. today. I have a, I'm I'm the only employee at Great Cat, and so part of my strategy is is that I get the majority of my business through LinkedIn. So I put together my blog schedule, blog release schedule for LinkedIn for the entire year of 2024. It's done. It's in the can. It's on an Excel spreadsheet. I know what I posted today. I posted something on how to do better presentations. That was today's blog. Tomorrow's blog will be something on interim executive management. And I have this scheduled out for the entire year. So if you're a small business owner out there, you should take the same approach and say, what do I want my customers to know about me in quarter one and in quarter two, quarter three and quarter four? Lay out that strategy. If I'm a retailer, what promotions do I want to have throughout the year? What local marketing do I want to do throughout the year? How do I want to communicate in the, or the community itself? What public relations types of things do I want to do? So it, it's not just for the big guys out there. I do this myself. and But now I have a plan that I don't really have to worry about. I just got to execute it throughout the year because it's already written for me.
0: How many times have you created the plan and then thought, "Gosh, that's really not the direction I want to go this month"? I wish I'd have done something different. Like the the fear is that we make a, we plan twelve months in advance and things change eight months in. What what do we do then?
1: Well, the, the way I the way I look at that, Joe, I'd rather have eighty percent of it correct than than leave it all to chance. So there are going to be some things that you ebb and flow on. Like I know that there's going to be events that I'll promote on LinkedIn that I don't know about today that will happen over the course of the year that I'll just work into the plan, but it's still not going to waver. I'm not going to wait for those events to actually try
0: to create the plan. I'm going to worry about the events. And so I end up doing nothing while I'm worrying about what could happen. Exactly. Exactly. That's a little joke thing we do around here, John. Um, okay. So, so, uh, so let, let, let's talk about some of these. So the first thing is set the initiative. I, I, I think you kind of just talked about that, right? Just put, at least start to move in this direction of communicating with your customers.
1: Correct. Absolutely.
0: And then select the platforms that you want to use. In your case, you're saying I'm using LinkedIn, but whatever that is, make your choice.
1: Yeah. And you could have a a bunch of them. I like I have a Twitter account on on occasion. I'll I'll post something on Twitter. Um, I don't really do much other than personal stuff on Instagram, Facebook. I'm no longer on. I was on Facebook and I was uh, trying to promote my business on that. I didn't get a lot of traction there for my type of business. LinkedIn has been the one for me. I've been on LinkedIn for 18 years. And I would have to say probably in the last Ten years, ninety-five percent of all my business has come directly from LinkedIn, uh, through all the networking that I do on there and all the content that I produce. And, and you spend a lot of
0: time LinkedIn. on LinkedIn too. I'm, I'm assuming.
1: I, I, I do, but not as not as much as you think. I've got it. I've got it dialed in. I mean, I I, right. I can get. Like today, I posted something, I don't know, about 2 o'clock. I've already got 2,000 views on it. I've already got a bunch of likes on it. And it was a blog that I wrote a couple of years ago. So my time today was probably about 15 minutes on LinkedIn, but I get all that exposure. And that article is more relevant
0: today events. that, that yep. <laughs> as it was two years ago.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So one of the things you talk about, we've only got about a minute, um, talk about is crisis communications. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, at Clark, I was the head of corporate communications there. And so we had to have a crisis um, strategy in the event that we had a gas leak or in the event that one of our employees was injured or shot at a convenience store or something like that. So we had a systematic approach. If X happens, we do Y. And so we weren't leaving that to chance either. Um, and so having that uh, thought process, if, if you have a fire at your location or, or someone gets sick from eating one of your sandwiches or something, like that, what is your strategy to help get through that crisis?
0: And again, uh, f- f- interpreting from your last answer, even if it's not exact, at least it gives you something to move forward to. And then you can exactly. alter that as you go. Correct. So let's take a break, my friend, and we'll come back. Um, We'll talk a little bit more. I I really do appreciate your uh, time. This has been um, exceptional. We are talking with John Matthews, CEO of Great Cat Enterprises. If it's Monday afternoon, your business matters. And this is Local Biz Now. We'll be right back. Yeah, this is Local Biz Now, number one live talk business show in all North Carolina. We hope to inspire, inform, and entertain you, because that's what we do here at News Talk WSIC. This is Local Biz Now, where your business matters. I'm talking with John Matthews. He is the CEO and founder of Gray Catch Enterprises. He wrote an article, Strategic Corporate Communications. Um, he put it in bullet points. He doesn't know, but that 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 touches my heart. Um, J- John, the last bullet point I wanted to talk about before we move on, and that is make sure you're measuring these things, right? So let me go over the bullet points for those of you that might just have tuned in. This is Strategic Corporate Communications. Um, it is put together by John Matthews, and it's set initiatives, select the platform or channels you want to use, Establish a timeline and manage through crisis communication. And the last one, which I want to talk about, John, is measurement of this um, and, and evaluation. Let's talk a little bit about how I do that.
1: Well, you know, I'm a huge believer in KPIs or key performance indicators. And you have to, there's, there's that old adage, you can't manage what you don't measure so you have to understand what is working for you. I, like I mentioned before the break, I tried Facebook for my business. I got very little traction, very little viewership. Uh, I got zero interaction on people that might be interested in my services. Um, so I got rid of that and I focused all my efforts on LinkedIn, where I get all almost all of my business uh, through the networking efforts that I put forth. But it's the whole KPI premise that, you know, instead of trying to just throw a whole bunch of stuff out there and not knowing what works, try to isolate which items is are working for you and double down on those. And the ones that aren't working for you, make the modifications to make them work stronger for you. I noticed that uh, a lot of my blogs sometimes can get too long. And so I've shortened my blogs up because the, the reader is just become more TikTok-y in their their viewership. Um, Having video, having pictures, having stuff like that, that just quick hit has been more effective for me. And the only way I got that is I could see the amount of viewership that I was getting and the amount of interaction and click-throughs that I was getting uh, when I posted certain uh, posts. Matter of fact, sometimes I'll post a blog, and then I I post it in various places on LinkedIn, and I'll change the picture just to see which one is more effective. So I play around with it
0: a little bit. And measuring all of this is so important um, because you do want to know whether it's working, whether you're on the right track or not.
1: Yeah, and it, it depends on your business too. There are some that the business might be I'm promoting a hot dog today and you got to buy the hot dog today and you're either going to know whether it worked or not in my business. Sometimes I'll get people that say, you know, I've been reading your stuff for three years and I finally have a project for you. And so I, my, my sales cycle is significantly longer than a guy that's promoting a hot dog for lunch. And so it all kind of depends on your business. Okay.
0: So before we start, because you and I don't know each other, we we just met each other. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the show, I told you that I have a company factotum. Julie, that's been with me. (laughs) If you don't know why she's a company factotum, she has just put on the book your three books that you have written so you can go there there by the links (laughs) and and so one of them is local store marketing one of them is how to stage a killer i can't see the end of that um grand opening grand opening okay and another one is Game Changing. Let's talk about yeah. each one of those books. And again, those of you that are listening, you can go to WSIC uh, Facebook and click on that, and it will take you right to Amazon to pick up those books because everybody needs a Julie. So, so let's, <laughs> let, let's start with uh, local store marketing.
1: Local, the local store marketing was one. I wrote the local store marketing manual for Little Caesars. And so, and then I, I wrote a manual for Quiznos Corporate as well. Um, that's one that I really enjoy. It. It's not written for a marketing person. It's written for a single store operator that wants to implement one marketing idea. and doesn't want to read 80 pages. They can go pick out their idea. And there's three pages dedicated to each idea. There's 22 ideas in the book. So if you want to do a anniversary for your location. That's five years old. You can go to that section and you can read those three pages and you'll know how to execute an anniversary celebration at your location. I like that one because it's short, sweet and to
0: the point. Oh, well you're, you know, you're, you're after my heart with that one. You <laughs> know I, I love that. <laughs> uh, next one is, is uh, how to stage a killer grand opening.
1: Yeah, this one is, it's about 30 pages long. Um, you want to, it's all, I opened up 135 locations individually myself when I was at Jimmy John's and at little Caesars. And so these are all of my ideas put into a book and it's, it's got charts in there for uh, putting together a budget. It tells you how I would roll out a grand opening. You have events on Thursday, events on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you have a radio remote, you have this, that, the other thing, giveaways and you, you tie in all your vendors. So it's a, It's an ABC, how to put together a grand opening. You can also use that same book if you want to do an anniversary at your location. It's the same premise. So So that one is another how-to book.
0: So are both of these how-to books, would you change them a lot because of time and and marketing as changes, or are they still good?
1: They're still good. Matter of fact, I went in a couple of years ago and revised them and added a lot of social media to it as well. But, so they um, have been updated. They, they have been updated. And um, I, I'm still a big believer. You know, I, I remember reading a statistic when I was at little Caesars that McDonald's said that they get 80 percent of their customers within two miles of their location. And so there's something to be said about having pizza and walking across the street and giving it to the guy who runs a, a dry cleaner and say, try my pizza. And have them taste that pizza and go, wow, I'm going to go across the street and get pizza from Little Caesars, as opposed to him maybe seeing a Facebook ad where he doesn't taste it. He doesn't smell it. He doesn't get the interaction. To me, that is just powerful that you control the activity in your community and you don't try to just do it through a, a keyboard. You actually get out in the community and meet and greet.
0: Again, go to WSIC Facebook, and you can get the link to all three of these books. What I call these first two books, guerrilla marketing, is that is that a fair approach?
1: Oh, that's a That's a perfect uh, description of them.
0: So, and the third one is game changing.
1: Yeah, th- this one is. Uh, if if you didn't know how to put together KPIs, there's a section in there on KPIs. If you wanted to expand your real estate there's a section on things that think about real estate commercial real estate it's just a variety of different topics um you you probably again this isn't one that you would read cover to cover you'd probably go there's about a dozen uh subjects i want to read about i'm going to read those and then the other ones don't really apply to
0: me so that's interesting and it, you know w- it, we just met right you, you know you have a new best friend I can tell (laughs) you enjoyed writing these, right? I I I, I, I can tell by the way you're describing them.
1: Yeah. And I enjoy writing. I've got probably 120 blogs that I've written over the years. And I've got another eight to 10 that I'll write this year. And I enjoy it because one, it helps crystallize these ideas in my own head. And so when I sit down with my clients, I can kind of go through in bullet point fashion. Here are the things that we need to think about in this particular subject, because I've taken the time to write it down. Um, and I, I do enjoy it. I enjoy, you know, teaching. I enjoy doing the online courses. I just launched a new leadership uh, course um, that's I haven't put online yet, but it will be by the end of this quarter that I'm doing live sessions now for a couple of clients. And it's just a lot of fun. And that the leadership content is literally coming from my interim division management experience that I've had over the last seven or eight years.
0: So again, uh, all of this is on your website. Uh, give, give the listeners uh, your website one more time.
1: It's graycatenterprises.com and it's G-R-A-Y catenterprises.com and everything is there.
0: So um, you don't know this about me, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of certain business people that I believe in that have opened up good, successful businesses. And, and one of those businesses is Newsletter Pros. They teach and help people put together newsletters for their businesses. They've been sending me one for years. They sent me an article um, that talks about customer retention. We've only got about three or four minutes, but I, I wanted to go over some of these with you because you're the perfect sure. guy to tell me what the future looks like. And again, we don't have a lot of time. I'm not going to go over all of them, but the first one is some kind of personal experience. It it, it sounds like you're, you really embrace that.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I work with, um, I got some colleagues that help design stores and, and my buddy Craig always says it's about the experience, not about the transaction. And so how do, you, how do you create a better experience for the customer so they almost become ambassadors of your location as opposed to, hey, I just sold that guy $22 worth of stuff. Right. You may never see him again. So and that's, that's how we try to design stores is around the experience.
0: What do you feel about the whole punch card thing? Do you like those, you know, punch it five times, they get a free sandwich? Do you like that kind of stuff? Do Would you suggest that people consider some kind of loyalty program or card?
1: Uh, total lo- loyalty for sure. The punch card I wouldn't because there's a lot of fraud with that. But if, if you have a, a – and I, I'm sure you didn't mean that, but there's a lot of – uh The electronic version of the the loyalty. No, no,
0: I did mean punch card. I'm showing you my age. So, (laughs) okay. Okay. Thanks for telling me, drop the punch card. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You don't want that. That is like an unauthorized uh, employee retirement fund. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay. Well, that was some good information that I didn't know. That's good to hear. So, um, John, we don't have much time. Thank you so much. You're talking to uh, John Matthews, Great Cat Enterprises. Please go to his website. It is absolutely exceptional. Thank you, my friend. I really do appreciate it. Let's get you back again.
1: All right, Joe. Sounds good. Thank you.
0: You are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe And If it's Monday afternoon, Wilton is bothering me, and your business matters. See you next week.